good to have you again thank you so much for taking out your time to listen to special needs and learning difficulty demystified podcast i am so grateful and i don't take it for granted kindly help to spread this word to everyone that needs to hear this all right my name is uluatosi kazim of zest academy and it's so good to have you here again in my last episode i talked about um visual aids and social stories and i like i said in the podcast social stories are quite practical and if you want me to walk you through i am here my number is there so you can definitely reach out to me all right so today we are coming with a very juicy story <laughs> should i say story no a very juicy topic here and this is a topic that most of the parents with a child with autism are always wondering what is going on how can i help my child what am i supposed to do i would walk you through this process today stay with me and we are here all right so today we are talking about meltdown strategies and life skill so you are wondering what causes this meltdown we will talk about what's why um why do meltdown happen we'll talk about the difference between meltdown and tantrums i feel like some parents don't know the difference between meltdown and tantrum so we'll talk about meltdown versus tantrum i will talk to uh, i will tell you what to do in a general guide the step to take and um how do you deal with a child that is throwing a child that has throwing behavior um dealing with a child that that also eats and bites and dealing with a child that screams you know these are something i am very definitely i am sure that in one aspect of this you would find a place that suits your child and you would know how to walk through all right so let's dive in so i'll start with why do meltdowns happen all right meltdown could be due to overwhelming situation which can either be sensory or cognitive overload it also happens due to new situation or a sudden change it happens due to transitioning probably you are transitioning the child from one class to the other or there's a change in teacher or there's a change in seat and this is one thing students with autism cannot just undo this situation they cannot undo a transitioning they cannot undo um them facing a new situation they are always used to routine i said it in my former um episode that they are used to a particular routine and when they are used to that they don't want anything to change so imagine you have a child in um kg1 and the child is moving to kg2 of which that is not the same classes there will be there will be a series of meltdown problem meltdown series when the child is trying to transition from that class to another or probably there's a change in the teacher that is particularly taking this child the child will go through a meltdown series and how do you work with this what are the signs of an escalating meltdown before a meltdown could start it starts it starts by episode here like that so there will be a stage out this start so what are the signs of an escalating meltdown i said repeating a word or phrase over and over again so you hear a child keeps telling you no 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 or probably it's go 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 a particular word over time those are signs of um escalating meltdown and that is how an episode a meltdown episode starts another one is troubling um trouble answering question or stuttering accompanied with a puzzled look so 
when you ask them because you see them they are finding it very difficult to answer you or a child that wasn't stuttering before started stuttering and you see the look on their face it's so it's, it's a positive look like you can't even you can't even place it you don't know where this is coming from another one is sharp reduction in eye contact or focusing ability sharp reduction in eye contact or focusing ability another one also is increase in intensity intensity of rocking and body movement repetitive motor behavior probably in the flapping of hands you see the child the child will keep flapping their hands they keep rocking some can can just keep jumping continuously that is a sign that a meltdown is about to happen another one is impulsively getting up and walking to a tight corner so i have an adult in the school that i also attended some of my children that had autism and i noticed that anytime that is in the class probably i'm just around to study him and probably if um, the teacher um they are trying to swap me probably a chemistry teacher is done and another teacher is coming in you just seem to stand up all of a sudden from a seat and he just moves to a very a tight corner in the class and he will just face the wall be trying to settle out things and i'll be like okay just calm down hold on this a teacher is coming you know trying to transition him those are signs of murder if you did not have someone to help you with that before you know that would have been a serious case i witnessed a thing whereby he was having an exam um sometimes last time and in the process they brought a script they've done before probably mathematics and they gave him that news that oh you did not do it you did not do it please imagine and maybe probably out of 100 my boy scored like um 95 and it was like the 95 is not enough for him he had a meltdown series all through the remaining examination period and i was like you shouldn't have showed him this result because i know this would have happened because that already it was a serious case for us to work with that day all right another sign is incomplete communication shutdown that was what my boy experienced that day he could not say a word and he was so angry and we were trying to even ask him to get words out of his mouth i wasn't there earlier and he was already having that and everybody was worried he just put his head on the table they asked him question he won't answer he have another exam to do he won't answer until i get to school and i was like what is going on and they were like he's not talking and i said what happened before then they said they brought their script and they tell him his mark i said oh my god this is where the issue is then we have to walk him out of that process but guess what he couldn't finish his exam that day some of his exam were postponed to the other day because we already had that meltdown series all right so that is that about the sign of an escalating meltdown so another question you want to ask is meltdown versus tantrum how is meltdown different from throwing tantrum so some parents will feel like when a child is throwing tantrum like, ah, he's having a meltdown series i say oh they are not the same all right so what what are the differences between these two a meltdown is a total loss of control by a child in need of an adult to bring him or back to reality now i want you to take note of some word a total loss of control they cannot control it there is nothing you can do about it. they cannot control it meltdown is a total loss of control by a child and they need an adult to bring him or her back to reality 
it's always a talk of war but we will definitely go out of that wild tantrums are often a last ditch effort of a child to get what he or she wants so when your child with autism wants something and they are not getting it they will throw tantrums that is very very particular so you, you get the difference between meltdown now and tantrums Tan- meltdown is a total loss of control by a child and they need adults to bring them back to reality why tantrum is the last just effort a child um for a child to get what he or she wants so when they are not getting what they want they will just tantrum so it is not meltdown that happen when they don't get what they want so under this meltdown versus tantrum and the meltdown series we have a cognitive shutdown if they're having a meltdown and what are the things in this um uh, um in this cognitive shutdown so i'll just give an example for us to understand so with cognitive short shutdown um in the ex- let me say in the example of a car the child let's say a child will try to crawl to the car door to open it now he, a child with functioning cognition now for a child under tantrum a child under tantrum we have a cognition still functioning now let's differentiate the cognitive shutdown and the cognition still functioning so like i'm saying with the example of a, of a car a child that had a, co- a cognitive shutdown which is a child that is having a, a meltdown will crawl to the car to open it but when he get there and notice that the car is not open he will crawl back but a child with functioning cognition will still try to unlock the door being aware of the surrounding of a child in the middle of a tantrum to make sure they don't get out so that is the difference a child under meltdown we have a cognitive shutdown, and a child under um, tantrum will have a cognitive still functioning they know what they want they will still try to but when they can't get it that is when they will have to do tantrums so that is that so now i will move to what to do what are the general guides that you need to do the first thing is create a safe environment where they can avoid injury when a child is having a meltdown create a safe environment to avoid injury if child tends to run away use containment i said this if child if they are having meltdown and they are trying to run away use containment so what is going to be a close make sure that there's a close as them a close access a close to all access way maybe the door the window make sure that they are all closed when your child is undergoing a meltdown because like we said i said it's a total loss of control at that point their cognitive are shut down they don't know what so you, you god forbid they can jump through the window so that's why we said you should make sure that there is a containment every access to every access way make sure that they are shut the door the window another one is if you are outside the school probably if you are outside maybe the school or they are on escort on, on excursion do not wait till they are highly agitated before taking corrective action like i said meltdown happen in series it does not just happen like that so you'd have been seeing the sign for you that you are used to it you know that okay something is going on this is what's about to happen so when you are outside your house maybe in school excursion you went to the park what are the things to do make sure that you don't wait till they get highly agitated before you take a corrective action you are proactive and another thing is protect yourself as a person when your child is undergoing a meltdown 
protect yourself because they can be self-injury and they can injure the person that is trying to watch out for them so protect yourself so what are the steps that you need to take redirect their attention probably you distract them in whatever they do some of them some of them fall into meltdown when they are trying to get a task done maybe probably they are trying to solve a mathematics and the process is becoming so tiring for them they've tried all they can do and you know when you notice that they are already trying to get into they are already trying to lapse into the meltdown series they are already starting to have it make sure that you distract them immediately from that activity that they are doing distract them maybe take them away and another thing is go back when when, when you You've distract them for a while go back to the original task now if you are trying to solve the matter or something and you are back to the original task make sure that you make it more simple you know you already go back to the task that you are doing that that is bringing them to that meltdown um, episode make sure that you now break it down to a simpler to a simpler um to a simpler store for them to work on then a big praise or reward when the task is completed now after that when you bring them back to the task make sure that you give them a big praise when they've completed the tra- the task you do not need to wait for your child to have a meltdown if you are already if you already know what causes their meltdown so for some there are particular things that cause their meltdown so when you already know that you don't need to wait before you could um help them out of it so let's move on to dealing with throwing behavior so you have a child with autism that keeps when it's time for their meltdown they keep throwing things and you know when they are throwing things like we said don't forget the keyword there is total loss of control they can throw anything they can destroy anything so what are the things how do you deal with this the first thing you should do is hand over and to pick up a toy uh, or, or you just go through a natural consequence maybe probably when you know what they will want to throw maybe it's a toy that they will just take and keep throwing for them to get it destroyed make sure that you use a hand-to-hand pick make sure you help them to pick it and you know place it into a place when they get to know that okay maybe when they are going and they just try and pick it because you have been doing a hand-to-hand exercise with them on that same particular stuff they will know that oh, they are not supposed to throw this let me do this another one is redirect your original task so like i've given an example of that probably they are doing a very very difficult task so you redirect them to the original task if they complete it give them a big praise even the process of directing them to the original task they did not get it and probably they're having a meltdown again redirect attention to go back to task but make it easier now when it is not easier if they complete it provide their praise or reward praise is very very important don't joke with that that is that on dealing with showing behavior and another one is dealing with eating and biting you see this is very common you know it depends like we said autism is a spectrum so what is particular to one person might not be particular to another person but if this is what your child exhibits or displays this is how you should help them so dealing with eating or biting time out make sure that you have a time out bring him or her to a room where it, where it can be contained or in a corner Hold his hands because when they are biting it, I, I saw I saw a Facebook video of a child that is self-injured, um, 
soft injuries when she's having a meltdown she keep wounding herself biting herself piercing her body and it was so so hurting for me to watch and i imagine how the parent will feel so in, the, in a situation like this when you have a child like that make sure that there's always a timer whenever you notice that they have a meltdown take them out of that environment where they are having that situation and I take them to a special a, a particular place probably in another room or a tight corner where it's just, just you and them hold their hands or whatsoever that you know that they can use to start the eating or biting or maybe their legs or their hand just make sure you hold it hold their hand and hold their leg and wait a while do not react until it is time up you as a person, you know when you are holding the hand, you are holding the leg, and you are shouting, oh, hold on, stop it, don't do this, don't do that. No, you are not even helping the situation at that moment. All you need to do is just hold their hands and their leg and wait. Do not react until it is time out. Then, go back to the task. When you notice that they are now calm, instead of you holding their hand, they are calm, they are already looking at you, you know go back to the task that they are doing before that causes the meltdown but you cannot make it easier for them to work with and if if this um if their meltdown is not probably a cognitive t- trigger and it is socially triggered situation address the problem with social stories and that was why i talked about social stories in my last episode if you want me to work with you on this social story how to prepare a social story on every situation of life we probably let me give an example of what um, is going on probably a child um um your child and the friend are playing in the in the playground and they were trying to throw a ball and you know your child that is autistic want to pick the ball and jump and your friend and probably ask can i join in and the other person said no wait wait until when i'm done and before you need because of that no wait until when i'm done the only thing the child is appreciated to be is that oh they don't want to play with me nobody likes me nobody loves me and the child relapsed into a meltdown episode of which that is not what the, the other party is trying to say the other party is trying to say let me be done and you would come up which is taking turns at that point you need to explain to your child how to take turns with a social story and that's why i talked about that before this meltdown series so if you still want me to work with you on how to create social stories in everything so that you can teach them whenever they are um socially triggered in a socially triggered situation i can still walk you through um reach out to me on 0036332045 yeah i'll be here to help you with that and the last one to talk about is dealing with screaming this is very 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 common screaming is very very common so how do you deal with a child that screams screaming is a sign of an escalating meltdown yeah screaming is a sign you know when they start without you already know that something is going on so what do you do remove child from um, triggering stimulus for example if a child suffers from cognitive or sensory overload bring him or her to a quiet space and how to and how do you know if they are calm now when you notice that okay if this child is suffering from a cognitive or sensory overload all you need to do is bring them to a quiet place like i said and how do you know if they are calm already give the child instruction maybe such as touch your eyes and you notice that the child touch their eye touch your nose the child touch the nose that means the child is already calm if the child follows the instruction it means their cognitive functions are hindered and then it is okay to go back to class to resume to their lesson
that is how you deal with screaming when you notice that the child is screaming take them out of that situation immediately and make sure that you calm them down before you get back to the situation and here i'll be stepping to this episode it's been a long one but i really hope that this is helpful for you reach out to me on 08036332045 or send me a mail via tosin at zestacard.com.ng. I am ready to answer all your questions and walk you through this process. You are not alone. I am here with you and I will answer every question and give you all that you need to know. Hope to hear from you. And our next episode will also be another life-changing episode, really. I mean it. So just stay here, stay tuned. We've got you covered. Have a great day. Bye.